The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lash of the Sports Talk. It is a Thursday morning. We got a live, fast, flowing, fun show. Let me get all my niceness out of the way before I get into Because this show might get crazy. It could get crazy because I was feeling that on the way here. This show might get crazy. I, I might need, we might need to call Alex in so we can argue, do something. <laughs> wow, that's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. No, we're not going to argue. We're talking but, real um, crazy, man. <laughs> let me, my niceness is, let me thank Mike and Jay and uh, Kevin back there at Voice America Studio. The engineers always always give us a good show. I know I sound good anyway, but they they make it they make it right. They, they look for music. They, they do everything they're supposed to do, which is on top of the game. Demery Lachey, who's been on time for consistently. Uh, That's what I do. <laughs> Man, welcome to the show. 888-346-9144. Kwame Lachey, Sports Talk. Demery Lachey, got a lot to talk about. Did my mic just go out? No, you good. No, I just I definitely was talking about these guys. I can hear myself. I like to hear myself talk. I don't like to listen to myself. Just talk. Man, I think I, I oversimplify how to get into this studio. What do you mean? I took about 18 detours to get here. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get here on time. I went through campus. I couldn't enjoy campus. I went through campus. Um, had to take a detour through campus, all different routes. I'm literally saying 18 detours. Dang. And ASU has a big game, too. They have a big game. We are here in uh, Phoenix and Tempe, Arizona. They have a big game against Stanford this week. Yeah, they, they had do. They coming off a of bye week. So I think I'm going to get to that game. Uh, I hope it's a night game. I hope it's at 6. Six or seven. It'll be a night. I hope so, because that's the only way I can get to it. Uh, Doug Brewers will give me some of his uh, tickets. He's going to give me some tickets, supposedly. He's deputy. Why this game? Why Stanford and ASU? Doug Bremer's a, huh? Why, why Stanford game? Because Doug Bremer, mm-hmm. Sheriff Joe O'Pal, he's a sheriff. Now, he's a, he's a uh, hopefully he called in, but uh, he's a deputy. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah you remember deputy, deputy dog. Deputy dog yeah, deputy dog. <laughs> He's scared to play me in golf now, but uh, Doug Bremer's going to call him. He's going out of town. He has to make a trip, uh, a long overdue trip, and he offered me the tickets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going I'm to do that. I'm going to go to that game and do that. Oh, what else we got to talk about? Oh, you know what? Some Congra- games tonight. Yeah, but congratulations oh, yeah. to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. 29 years since they've been to the World Series. Royals. Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Who I say? Chiefs. Damn. They ain't going to never get there. But no, they ain't never going to. Since uh, Kansas City Royals, 29 years. See, this is what I'm talking yeah. about, my mind. I gotta, let, me get, let me get focused. Let me get this, little, <laughs> this terrible coffee in me. Kansas City Royals, they go undefeated in the postseason. They are 8-0 in the postseason. And um, f- since 1985, they're back in the World Series. I think this was George Brett era, 1985. Mm. But it's, it's it's good for me. I like to bring it up because Kane getting MVP, hitting and having a five uh, five hundred thirty three betting average, 
it's good for it's good to talk about because they are the feel good story. You don't see the yeah. major lineups in that, and the major hitting in that lineup. But these guys from from the seventh, and I noticed, and I heard to talk about this, but I noticed from seven, eight, and nine, their pitching staff is unstoppable. Mm-hmm. They don't give up home runs. They they keep the ball in play. These guys go out there and make play, and they do it with they do it with that team concept that everybody preaches about when the season starts. Yeah, and they've been playing, I think, the best baseball probably since about August, uh, early September when you need that playoff run uh, before the playoffs come along. And uh, they've just been playing really strong, pretty dominant. Uh, it's a good f- feel-good baseball story like you were saying. I think baseball needs it right now more than ever. They need to uh, talk about it even more. I mean, uh, because during the steroid era and – you know, all the big-time superstars are either getting uh, suspended or um, released from the MLB. And right now, I think the feel-good story should be surrounded around the Royals and what they're doing in the success. And, you know, like you said, they ain't been there since 30 years, man. Yeah, that's, 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 that's incredible. Crazy. That's a long drought. Who's who's had longer droughts than that? But uh, I'm sure there's teams like the uh, Arizona. <laughs> Cleveland. Or Cleveland. Arizona, yes. Ari- no, no, yeah, Arizona got oh, there. the Diamondbacks got no, there in 2001. Ari- yeah, in yeah. Arizona, and they won the Diamondbacks. And Arizona got there in 2008. Did I know they? they didn't. They, um, yes, they did. They did get there in 2000. What am I talking about? Like, I don't know. Yeah. They got there, and they played the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, Suspicious Fixtures Call oh, yeah. gave the Steelers the championship. But you got to play. You never know what plays will make the play, whether that be baseball, football, basketball. And, and we'll get into some basketball about these 82 games. We'll get, about, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else I was going to say? I was going to mm-hmm. talk about Jameis Winston and, and um, Bo Jackson. Oh, boy. Being from the ho- same hometown, real quick, being from the same hometown, Bo Jackson reached out to him, James, James Winston, said, uh, uh, never mind. They, no. Both of them got Heismans. They're from the same hometown. So Bo don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bo don't know. Now, Bo been through some stuff, but it's not documented like James Winston, so he's never been in some public trouble, no national trouble, when you become a national figure like James is. But anybody reach out to you, anybody reach out to me, I'm going to listen. I'm not going to disrespect. Because to me, that's disrespect. Total sign of disrespect. Right. Total sign of disrespect. And we'll get into that a little bit later if we have time. You know we never have time, so I'm saying that to say try, we're going to try to remember. We got Deputy Dog on the line. Deputy uh, Dog. Deputy Dog. Doug. What's going on, Paul? What's going on, Doug? What you, what you, uh, what's on your mind? Because I know you're going out of town, and, I, and I'm, I'm privy to some ASU tickets. Yeah, hey, by the way, that game's at 730 kickoff. 730, that's perfect. I can do Okay, I got. I can do what I got to do. All right, appreciate so, that. I might even do a little tailgating. But oh, ASU. Oh, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> UCLA game. It's a blackout game, right? ASU. They've done it for a couple of years. Black uniforms, Tom, show support. Uh-huh. Well, some student that didn't even go to the game made this big, big ordeal about some students painting their face black and it's called racism out hell on it. And now ASU uh, put out a statement today um, asking fans, don't paint your face anymore. It doesn't matter what color it is. No more face painting at the games. That is, uh, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't what? read that. Yeah, I didn't read that. I didn't see that story. I'm glad you brought it to attention. They, oh, that's when they had on the black pants, the black jersey, and the gold, the gold letter, and the gold outlined it. Right. Blackout. See, I didn't see that. But yeah, uh, blackout game. Yeah. Okay. And they do that and, every. They do that every year. Yeah. Did they have and students paint their face black? And this student chick didn't even go to the game. Comes out and was saying how she was so 
sick to see this and appalled and calling racism now that's this is the farthest thing away from racism you know why you can get the idiocy let me tell you why you know, i mean it's let me tell you why it's bothering you because you're not that guy. And, and, and a lot of things bother me that I wouldn't think to do to people. Or, like, I can look at it from every angle and I can say, man, man, let me see. I can see where they're coming from. But is that what it is? And when ASU does this every year, correct? Yeah. I'm going to have to read the story on that. And I'm going to have to get to. And I have a problem with people standing in the background. I have people standing way in the background, pointing the finger and say, look, look, look. This is what they're doing over here. But they never show their face. No. So I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna research that. Todd Graham. So did Todd Graham come out or did the university come out? The university did. Okay. Mm. You, t- you could take the fun out of college uh, well, in so and, many ways. And see, here's the thing: That's it just crazy. it started with her coming out and saying, "Well, I was offended and all this stuff." Which this day and age, you know, you walk two steps to the left. Well, I'm gonna be offended to that. So that's the day and age we live in now. But to call out racism when there's so many different issues out there. And obviously, we know what's going on with the, uh, you know, Ferguson and, and all that stuff. And I can't, I just can't fathom the fact that she would take something at a sports event and try to call out racism on it. Man, we, we look for, we look for a, a 180 from what it is. We look, so and, but you know that, is, though. But you know that. You know it's a 180, but we look for opportunities. This this is the opportunist country and world we look to sue somebody every chance we get we look to fall down on a you see the wet sign and we look for you you, if you look on any search engine and social media you'll see a bunch of nonsense and in in most cases it is but depending on what's going on for example the domestic violence uh the situation that was going on rampant in football because football season has started uh we we look to wear pink only in only in september for cancer, well, well, cancer is you got to fight that all your life if mm-hmm. you have it, even when you're in remission, you got to fight that. So I'm gonna read that story, Doug, and I'm, I appreciate you bringing it up because people just look for opportunity. And again, I I hate, I dislike when somebody stand in the background and point a finger. Well, if you had that problem, why don't you go to the university and make it clear that would have never came out? And if the university feel the way they feel, then they would stopped it on the site right there. It would have been done. But when you do something every year. And all of a sudden, this year, it become a problem to somebody. Now the university got to back off. Because I know, because uh, I know Doug. I know Doug Bremer. And I, I've never, well, have I? Let me think about that. Now, I've never seen any nonsense out of Doug. So I understand why it's bothering him such a great deal. Plus his passion for the school. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I would ask, you got that passion for every other school? Yeah, because if that's what they do every year. But if it goes, if it goes back to something historical, and it could be offensive, then we got to look at it. See, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking of, you know, blackouts happen everywhere. And everybody supports blackouts. The school pre- presents it and wants to support it as well. And it's just a whole fan aspect of them being involved in the game. Nationalized TV, it's good to see a blackout, you know, uh, scenery. And then to go along with kids, it's kids all over the nation that does that, you know, at these blackout events. It was kids at my school that did it. It, it was just fans being a part of the let me being ask, part of the uh, tradition or the scene. Doug, let me Doug stay there. Yeah, Doug, Doug, let me ask you this: Was the was the face painted black? Was it all black, or did it have something around the eyes, or was it just a straight blackout? No, just all black. And the thing she was referring to was back in the 19th century, they used to have this thing called blackface. I know what I it is. They would put like lipstick on. You know, white people would 
paint their face black, put lipstick on and all this stuff. Right, and that's right. what she kept referring to. And that's what makes it even more 180 from, from racism is it was, it's straight black face paint for a blackout game. So my question is the Coyotes, the playoffs game, they have the whiteouts. Uh-huh. Are, are we not going to do a whiteout now? Because are they going to do their face white? might be offended if you know, an African American goes to the Coyotes game and paints his face white because it's a whiteout game. I mean, that's, it's just the type of world we're starting to see now. And it's just ridiculous that we're even at this point and that people are entertaining the idea and letting it even get as far as it is. Yeah, it's crazy because you can, and Denver was alluding to it a, a, a little while ago. But what do you do when they have a whiteout? Because I've been to a Coyotes game when it was whiteout. It was it was exciting. I didn't see anybody's faces whiteout. I just, they had the white shirts on, the white towel was going, and it was, the atmosphere was great. Yeah. And. You, you got to get some uh, emergency one thousand, <laughs> <laughs> but the um, and, uh, we same thing with Pittsburgh and their yellow towels. I, I don't know. You try to again. It goes back to like in golf when they was penalizing Tiger Woods and the daggone official was right there with him and didn't see the penalty or didn't see the fraction infraction. But somebody on TV called in. Why you got? Why are you reporting something from afar? You got an issue. Mm-hmm. Go face to face and handle that with whomever you have to handle it with. I understand what, what the sixties were, and I'm never gonna. Uh, I'm never gonna accept something happened today to excuse the sixties. So I will have to read more up on that. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it to my attention too, Doug, because I, I I didn't, and I knew you was passionate about it because you gave me a heads up, but I didn't I didn't I didn't do the story. I didn't. Well, read the I mean, story. it's over like Facebook. There's an issue football web. Page and it's been up there, and I mean it's amazing. Every fan comment on there is just appalled at the fact that this has even been brought up. And there's even a student government that's on their on that web page that's an African American, and he feels the same way as all the fans do. And, and he's trying to figure out how this is even racist. And you know this is coming from a guy that's in the student body, you know, um, council. And I guess he's getting some backlash you say from he, his fellow people. And I go, that's just wrong. You said he's like, black? You said he's you black? Know? You said the guy's black also? Yeah. I, you know what? I, got, I know a guy. I got a guy over there. I'm going to ask him. Scotty Graham. Uh, he was he was a huge part of what the NFL uh, PA was doing. Uh, but he's now with ASU and assistant director to the players. So I'm going to ask him what's going on with that. But first, I'm going to read, read up on it. And I definitely appreciate you giving me the heads up on that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, That's crazy. To go full circle, huh? yeah, I, I don't know what the uh, – I have to see it, so I, I'm kind of making a blind comment and judgment, but I have to see it because I know what that person was thinking back in the 60s, but how long has ASU been doing this and, and today is being brought up? I've seen some stuff, and we talked about it on the social media, that if you um, – you know, it, it was a Halloween. I think it was a, a party. Some girl went as a – Oh, it was it was a celebrity actually. She got on she got on Halloween outfits or something like that, and uh, she had blackface on. Well, she had blackface like they did in the sixties, and I thought mm-hmm. she was an idiot for doing something yeah. like that. But I, obviously, I don't I don't know if this is the same thing we're talking about. But I don't know, man. I appreciate it. Oh, it's far from it. Well, definitely, man. Anytime, I just figured with sports and everything else, this is a perfect topic that you're talking about. A fan, you know, fans going to the game, showing their support for the team, and somebody that's not even at the game gets offended by it. It wasn't in the, the environment, and now is ruining it, literally ruining it for anybody else because they don't even want. Like the guy that 
the picture was, you'll see on, on azcentral.com, uh-huh. one of the guys that has his face painted, it was, I'm planning on painting my face maroon for the, you know, the maroon monsoon that they have for Stanford this weekend. Right. And the mm-hmm. other one, so... Oh, so now, oh, so they got they got the blackface the and the maroon monsoon and blackface for what was that homecoming? Oh no, it's blackout, blackout, yeah, it was just a black and blackout, then, and then they got the maroon monsoon. To, yeah. mm-hmm. See, Saturday. I mean, it's probably what their traditions are. I don't know. It I gotta, is. Yeah, you know, they're just fans of the game. They're just students, you know, just fanatics. going. Yeah, just fanatics, just going the extra mile, going doing the extra thing. And I just hope they just don't go and band out black blackout games yeah. across the country or. Maroon monsoons, or you know, just the done, whiteouts, like just and not even it, not even that it's done in class. As long as it's done properly, as long as it's yeah, done, if it's done in a proper manner. And yeah, don't 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 make me uh, call Al Sharpton, <laughs> who's a clown at the highest level. <laughs> I don't believe nothing that guy says. He's a he's for the TV for the that guy's a bozo. Anyway, I'm almost almost went on a rant, but um. Uh, um, no, definitely. <laughs> Let's appreciate it. Doug, you watched a little bit of baseball? You know what? I mean, I have been. I haven't been watching the playoffs, so because I'm one of those guys that once my teams are out, I'm done. So, <laughs> so you are, so, okay, so you, let me see. Is that a fan? That's not a fanatic. That's a fan because I think there are two differences in fans and fanatics. Fanatics are people that go crazy and go there to fight. Who goes to a stadium to get in a fight? Like, I know you had Stop a your fans. Yeah, I know. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> you got the, the good thing about um, college football, which I found out last week when I was in Kansas, is that uh, there's no alcohol in the stadium. No. But these kids get – this is ASU campus. There's alcohol everywhere. Were <laughs> you laughing? You know. You, but, you know, you go out there and you have a – you have the tailgate. They got great tailgating out here in ASU, man. They, tailgating is off the chain. I, I think they should rate tailgating, and they might do. They should rate tailgating who has the best college tailgating. Because at one point, I think ESPN does a lot of the, the tailgating uh, rankings and stuff like that. I know Ohio State's up there. Um, they've had a couple of issues where they they put it up there. So this is a big game. This is Stanford, who's ranked four and two. Arizona State, who's ranked four and one. This this is televised, right? Of course. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. This Pac-12 got to be televised. This could determine a whole lot for ASU. And it's it's a. Um, <laughs> Oh my goodness! You got to get some uh, Mucinex, man. That gets your stuff right out of you. Yeah, it's a chance to get ASU back, back, back into Pac-12 oh. Oh. Uh, champion. No, come on, like back into the Pac-12 championship uh, contender. And cause right now, this will yeah, do it because because this will do it because you say ASU. they lost. Yeah, so last season mm-hmm. Stanford beat ASU twice in the regular season and for the Pac-12 championship. Correct. So. Yeah. They're playing except the obviously both in the Pac-12, the ones in the North, the ones in the South. Well, you can't have but any the more. The thing is, ASU still needs that conference win because we've got the UCLA loss, but then obviously came back in with that jail Mary from the USC game. Well, we- um, so we're staying on top, but and then I think we're we're right there on top with the um, overrated U of A Wildcats. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> oh. Hey, threw, I, I, you I, threw a shot. You threw a shot. You threw a shot. I, I got to get off. Man, I'm going to break. I got to get off. He threw a shot in before break. That's Dang. Doug Brimmer, deputy dog. Deputy I'm not, dog. Yeah, man. He, he's supposed to do a ride along with me. I think he want to take me to danger, <laughs> danger, hey, danger areas. Every time I call you, you never answer. Man, I, I could, get up there. you know if I could go, I would go. Because he's scared. 888-346. He the Al Sharpton. 9144. We're going to take a break. we come back. 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. This is my rapping voice, 9144. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Appreciate that, Mike. See, I just walked in there. Hey, Mike, you got this? Oh, yeah, I got this. Say no more. Boom. Because I do. thought I was going to lose my mind this morning. Doug, if I get a ticket, can I call you? Because I went to traffic school. <laughs> I went to traffic school last week. And I... And I I need some friends in the police department. You with, you with Sheriff Joe, and I ain't really no Sheriff Joe fan, so I don't know if I'm going to be a fan of yours still. After I get those tickets, I'll let you know. <laughs> Doug, you still there? You need to put them kids in timeout, man. I can hear those kids. That's the dog, man. <laughs> That's the dog. Well, hey, let's get back to this. Let's get back to this Pac-12 and, and U of A and the overrated. U of A, oh, they, well, the coach, first of all, <laughs> The coach is going to leave because he's having a great season. Imagine if he finished 11 and 1, 10 and 2. He's going to be out of there because somebody's going to want him. Um, they had a Michigan. Well, <laughs> he no, go back to he, Michigan. Yeah, he, <laughs> he go nah, back to he's Michigan. Not going back there. He can't do that. He, he doesn't want to do that. Yeah. They want him to do that, but he, he's not going to go. Um, but he's been that guy. He shouldn't have left West Virginia, first of all. But he's been that guy to move around. So has Todd Graham. If something better come along, they out of there. Right. Um, but. With all the, they are undefeated right now, and it's three of those games has been. No, they lost. They lost. No, who, who they lose? They lost yeah. one. They they, lost so they four and one. Last week. Five and one. Yeah. Five They're and five one. and one. They and, and here's the reason why I say who they lose to. I, okay, yes, you beat number two Oregon. Oregon also had a depleted offensive line, so congratulations on that. That's Oregon's but fault. You beat UNLV was your only blowout win. Then you come to UTSA. I saw and you that. win by three points. I saw that. Then Nevada, you win by less than a touchdown. California, you win less than a touchdown, and you lose to USC by two points. This is like the Nevada of the Pac or the Nebraska of the Pac-12. Let's schedule weak opponents, beat them, be happy about it, and go on. See, I don't so, have a problem. I don't have a problem with scheduling one of those games in the beginning. Want some of this? No. Two of those, another game in the. Um, <laughs> 
One of those games that have been beginning and one in the end. Because you know who does it, and they always seem to find their way in the national championship or conversation about it, is Alabama. They schedule oh, yeah. a, a chump opponent that they know they're going to smash, but what they do is they give that university a million dollars to play. They, oh, and, they, I, and I understand scheduling that weaker division opponent in the first week because that's kind of like your preseason. You get everything out. And most, most any top college football team is going to be doing that. Right. You look at any schedule, and they're all doing that that first you know, week or two. But don't come up and say that you've got four of these wins. I'm barely barely win, I'm not, we're talking touchdown or less, and be happy and proud that you're right. Like I said, it's like the Nebraska of the Pac-12. Hmm. Well, we'll see what happens with that team. Yeah, but they still got that, that victory over the number two Oregon, you know, and, un, or, under Oregon. their belt in Oregon. in Oregon. What was the Hail Mary, too? Like, <laughs> Man, you know you're on, you on, yeah. you know you on air. <laughs> and... <laughs> And yeah, they got the the Hail Mary play. What was that against? ASU Cal? had a Hail Mary against USC, and they shouldn't even oh, got that. Saved their season. It saved their season. Yeah. And is the quarterback coming back for the? For yeah, the, Taylor Kelly's. He's uh, coming back. Pronounced to, to come back this week, but I, 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 I wouldn't roll with him right away. Honestly, I, I, I like the backup. I like Barochi, man. Barochi's good. Great but numbers. Taylor is playing because he he got he he edged Barochi in as far as the response from the team when he's under the center. But when you look at this guy and his excitement. The backup quarterback? Yeah. Man, these guys are playing but ball. But Taylor Kelly, man, I feel like he puts too much on himself. I would. He's a dynamic quarterback. He can move in that pocket really well. And I think he puts a lot. I would start the guy the who offense. I started the past two weeks. Exactly. And and that's a big topic that you know, we've been talking about. I've been talking about some other people. Who do you go? You go back to Taylor Kelly that's your starter last year and this year, or you stay with Berkovici who's thrown up almost 1,000 yards in two games, right? And clearly, he has the better arm. He has a downfield arm. But what they're saying is he's not the run threat that Kelly is. Well, Kelly's coming from a broken foot injury. So, how much of a run threat can he really be his first game back? Ding exactly, dong. exactly. And I agree Dippity with uh, Demery. I will start the. I will start Barocha. I will start the guy I've been playing because the team has responded. He won two games, albeit uh, Hail Mary being one of them. But let the team can roll. I give uh, Kelly, Taylor Kelly, one more game, one more week. Then I bring him in, or I bring him in in the second half, or when I if I need him. Yeah. If it's a spark in this UCLA game, I mean, I'm sorry, Stanford game. Yeah, so I would do that. Stanford has a strong defense, and it's going to be hard for yep. Taylor Kelly, I think, because he holds the ball a little bit too much. Barucci is good at getting it out. He'll throw the check down if he has to. And that's He'll throw huge. a deep one on one if he has to. I love the check down. Yeah, I hate I hate just trying to make something happen because I might have a dynamic receiver, but there's no Larry Fitzgerald's on the ASU right. team. And but, yeah, exactly. But, but I checked down. I could do a one yard. What about Austin, who's in West Virginia? He he made Geno what he was, what yeah. he is. Exactly. You you throw a check down to a running back who got some moves with him. He's gone. Exactly. And Taylor Carey's last two outings against Stanford <laughs> wasn't that good. It wasn't that good at all. So. Let me ask you guys this. Go ahead. The other thing is probably, probably Graham Smart. He'll get with Norvell and try to utilize both the quarterbacks. I, I wouldn't bring, that, bring them in throughout the whole game, do different packages, yeah. and utilize them. You know, utilize it both. I would have certain packages for Kelly, but yeah, I but, think that messes up the rhythm of, of the quarterback yeah, and the offense flow. And I agree with you. And that. I hate that. Like, because you both quarterbacks. I hate two quarterbacks. Yeah. I've been beat by two quarterbacks. Florida State <laughs> beat us up with two quarterbacks. How is that possible? Yeah, I hate, yeah. Two quarterbacks is is 
it's really hard to coach because it messes up the flow of the offense. The only team I ever seen that really done well was when Chris Leak and Tim Tebow did it back with Florida. Yeah, but Tim Tebow, when he came well, they, in. Well, when they won a national line. championship that year. Yeah, with so Chris Leak. that was Leak. crazy. Yeah. Chris Leak won a national championship. Tim Tebow came in on, on a five-yard line and, and, and ran a quarterback draw. It was a couple third and shorts, fourth and shorts. It was all third and shorts. <laughs> third and shorts. Well, yeah, and like third the you tried to do that last year with uh, Michael Eubank. Who yeah, did? exactly. Who did that? ASU and Michael Eubank, oh, he would yeah. come in those goal line situations, and obviously he left after uh, last season. But I just I think you go with Berkovici because he's got those two games. He's in that rhythm. Everybody trusts him. You can see on the field that whole offensive unit trusts and believes in them. Go with them. Keep them going. But open up that run game. Let him. Let him prove to you that he can be that threat just like Kelly is with the run, because you haven't, like, if you watch the last two games, they haven't really given him that opportunity to to showcase anything, because I think he's an athletic kid just as much as Taylor Kelly is. Right, he is. Okay, we but We just haven't given him that opportunity to show yet. All right, but we don't want to make this a whole ASU show now. <laughs> the difference, but, the, but for real, I'm, I'm joking, but the two quarterbacks, my, my difference between the right and wrong, I don't think there's a right and wrong, but so my difference between the two quarterbacks it's hard. The hard part of it is choosing the wrong that's more right. That's the hard part of mm-hmm. it to me. Yeah. So I think plus you at home. Come on, now. you at home. You, that's, you already got three points. And it's how you play at home, that's three points. You got three points off the bat. So put it on the scoreboard. And as you get into a rhythm real quick, you got to make Stanford work. Stanford's going to power you up and down the field. And then they, go, they run that pro-style offense that you see a lot of these guys go to the next level and become – but Stanford doesn't have the line that they've had the last couple of years either. And they've lost some some of that. And they've been predicated on having those big boys, those linemen. We'll see. All right, let me let's move on to this um, basketball. Basketball. I think that's what I want it's to coming move up, on to. Man. It's around the I corner. know, but the uh, <laughs> but, oh my goodness, some big names. The big names coming <laughs> back to the NBA, man. Big names. Yeah, like who? I mean, you it's say names be great or games? Names. It's oh. gonna be great to see. You know, kind of like Kobe Bryant back on the court. Oh, okay. It makes the NBA, you know, that much better. Because you got guys developing, you know, who the like the Bradley Bills at the NBA, um, around that shooting guard position. You know, who, you know who I thought and wanted to be big, wanted to be one of those guys, but he's an idiot in my, from where I stand. He was at Indiana last year. He's in, he was the Charlotte Bobcats now, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Or Hornets, wherever they are this Hornets. year. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Who? Um Mr. Born Ready, Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. Yeah. I mean, he, I think he got so he has so much talent, but then he wants to play around so much. That's what makes him the idiot? Yes, he played around. <laughs> it's business, baby. This is business. I talked to, all right, I talked to a Hall of Famer, a basketball Hall of Fame, and, and he, one of the things he said to me, I mean, I didn't look at it this year. Well, I, we've, we looked at it in certain aspects, but he made the guys play their pay but don't the owners got to do the same thing because mm-hmm. you Kobe said something that made a lot of sense to me it has because probably I think the same way don't talk about the players contracts and their salary cap when there's no salary cap for the owners now the owners is the reason why these teams exist mm-hmm. they come in with this money they're able to buy these teams you look at the um, you look at the LA Clippers a guy spent $2 billion for a L.A. Clippers team because he wanted it that bad. Mm-hmm. He wanted it that bad, but he has that type of money because of the software. 
they say it's software, but I say it's something else. They say he has that type of money. Mm -hmm. But there's no cap for an owner. He can spend his own money and buy a team, but the team can't spend their own money and get certain players without having to say, well, Kobe's 35 years old, 36 years old. So what? He's still Kobe Bryant. You're going to respect him when he step on that court, and Kobe's going to show you why. Now, I know he's getting older. There's certain guys that get older still play at a high level. There's certain guys that get older. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. get up, take that number 45 off and go sit down somewhere. Mm. But you hey, don't. Talk about Kobe. You see he's ranked number 40 now? Yeah, that's going to change by midseason. <laughs> that's going to change by first mid week. <laughs> <laughs> first week. First week, even in preseason game, Kobe, he, Kobe, he see these young guys coming up and he, he's congratulating. He uh, what's the guy in uh, Golden State? Lights out. Clay Thompson. Nope. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Yeah. My goodness, broke Kobe down, and and Steph Curry, that type of athlete, he's that type of player. Even in Kobe Prime, he would have did the same thing. You think so? Absolutely. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he, he shot. <laughs> he he shot from half court in Kobe's face. Kobe <laughs> Kobe did one of these, and hit him on the button, kept it moving, because he know Kobe know he's that type of talent. Yeah. But Kobe, this is a preseason too. This is a pre. This was a preseason game, yeah. so I don't think Kobe's gonna tear his knee up or his Achilles up in a preseason game and try to go hard. You gotta work that. You gotta work your way back into that. Yeah. Now, what, you, what do you guys think about? Because I've been for this in all sports. What do you guys think about the season, eighty-two game season? Do you you keep eighty-two games or do you cut the minutes down, or do you take uh, you, or do you keep the minutes and make say, eighty-two games, make it a seventy-two game season? Well, I don't, I thought, why are we I could, changing anything? Why? Because these players are getting stronger and faster. Just think about football. I would it, there would be no sixteen. There would be no twenty game season in football if I had anything to do with it. It's this is money purposes. Now, if I was an owner, and I, I probably could think different. If I was on that <laughs> other side, if I was on that other side, I would think different, and I would say this is my business. So this is about money to me. And if if I got a business, it's about making money. It's about having that profit at the end of the year. I'm a player who's getting stronger and faster every year, and the guy that's in high school right now is going to be 10 times better than me. So imagine when he come in and that separation, my first, his first year, my, second, my last year, let's say it's first year, 10th year, he's coming in, that's nothing I could do with him. And I've only been playing 10 years, and I'm still in my prime, if mm -hmm. you will. So you've got these guys trying to guard, run, run up to these bigger guys, quicker guys, fa faster guys. I, I've, I've said baseball shouldn't – if you look at baseball – Baseball is 200-something games counting um, spring training and counting postseasons. Now, you, they play 182 games, 162 games, 162, 182 games during the season. You look at the Kansas City Royals. They look like they're healthy. They look like they're the most healthy team out there. Mm -hmm. But I know that's not the case. As soon as the season starts, nobody's healthy out there. No. But I think in basketball, and these guys running up and down, <laughs> running up and down the court um, – and this, this is their job. It's no different from football. You're running up and down the field, banging, hitting each other hard as you can. Uh, I think basketball should be cut down or yeah. cut the minutes down. I think I, I just think the games should be cut down, not the minutes necessarily. Because, I mean, it's a lot of guys. It's 12 guys on your team. So everybody You, you should know, be able to use to all of them, right? Yeah. I agree with that, but that's not the case. No, it's, it's definitely not. That's so, 10th guy in so, playing? Yeah. Keep so practice. Don't mess with the minutes. That's what I'm saying. Don't mess with the minutes at all. You should definitely cut the games down. Uh, you know, each divisional game or conference in your conference, uh, you know, you play the same team four times a season. I think it should be cut down just to three. 
and maybe have more games uh, where you're traveling to neutral sites. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're talking about expanding it to London, having a game here or there. If you cut it down to three games and then have playing against the other conference two games a season, splitting home and home, keep it that. I think that should be should a great way. Should there be way. a lot of back-to-back -back games, though? Should there be multiple no, back-to-back games? No, absolutely not. And like you said, with the 82 games, you know, these guys are dead tired <laughs> when it comes around the All-Star break. And then, you know, it's only been like a like a weekend of All-Star break, and that's the only break they get in between the season. Now they're expanding it for a week. And at the same time, like – with, with with less games and more travel opportunities, you can still broaden the NBA. So I hear you. I NBA, hear you. You know, but you got faces. You got faces on that basketball court that you can still older faces like Paul Pierce. Now yeah. a, a season like that would do him well, or or you say cut right, the, right. It would do him well, and you can still market Paul Pierce. And, yeah, and, and I can't wait to uh, Washington Wizards. Oh my goodness! You, you got a <laughs> mute button on that uh, phone. I, you, I can't wait to Paul Pierce and the Chicago Bulls play. You remember he he mushed Joe Kim Noah? Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see that. Oh, yeah. You know they're going to see each other in the that. playoffs, too. And Paul Pierce from California, University of Kansas. This yeah, he's guy, from Inglewood. Yeah, yeah. Up to no good. Doug, you been doing a lot of baseball watching, basketball watching? Yeah, a little bit. You've been, on a, you've been doing a 12-hour <laughs> uh, shift. You've been doing a 12-hour shift. You know, if you, if you change the minutes, if you change – the game schedule, you got to think, are the owners going to start looking at ticket prices either going up, going down, staying the same? I mean, there's a lot of factors you've got to change besides just looking at the, the, the game itself. See, I wouldn't change the um, – if I don't change the baseball schedule, then I would change the innings. You're only going to play seven innings. You want Seven innings, you out of there. I wouldn't, if I don't change the, the innings, I'm changing the games. I think all this can be revamped, but at the end of the day, and I'm saying this on the outside looking in, because but there's, there are options to keeping the integrity of the game, the sport, and change a lot of those things. You, you do have those type of options. But when it boils down to money, see, you got you to gotta keep that product on the field. Like Brian Scott, he's only going to play Kobe 30 to 40 minutes. And... He said he's not going to lie. Kobe said, no, I'm staying there. He said, no, I'll call timeout and get you out. Mm -hmm. that's, that's protecting Kobe from Kobe. Kwamala Sports Talk, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll finish up. I want to talk about the Diamondbacks for a quick second because here's why I do play pure. Here's why we try to get kids to pledge, and I'll talk about that when we come back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, 
you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Department of Sports Talk. Deborah Yashe in the studio. We have Deputy Dog, Doug Brummer, online. Uh, I think he got that thing they got in Texas. Yeah, he got that itis, that, mm, that, that, that E-word, but he... Why we buy, so, why are so many people scared of that? Because it's I mean, something... Just to be, real quick. It's something to be scared of. But it my, is. My, my, my whole thing is, it's 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 a tactic. It's it's for scare purposes. It's a scare tactic. But, yeah, me. that's what I think. It, like That's the way I take it as well. Because yeah. it feels really that serious. I saw an article, and I'll send, and I, and I send it to you too. An article and a video where they had the cure for it. They just really? they're just not using well, it. They need to pass it out to the Walgreens or the <laughs> Quick Minute clinics <laughs> to get a shot, crazy? so everybody could get. They gotta let some uh, more people gotta die before. Yeah, you get that that's cure. what I'm saying. If it's that serious, I think they would. You know, they would have to shut down. The government will have to shut down. You know, the U.S. or just shut down things and how the and way they coming are coming in and out. Yeah, and so that way they can treat everyone that's here or treat the whole situation. I think it's just more of a scare tactic, right? And, Doug, what you got? I don't know. Well, with the. Uh, the Ebola? No, you got something. <laughs> <laughs> you got something over there. I, the way you call hey, it. it's a sinus, man. Man, that ain't no sinus. There's no sinus sound like that. Sinus sound like this. That's what sinus. Your eyes. Your eyes watering. You rubbing them. Oh, you, 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 you better go to Walgreens Clinic or something, man. Get some uh that energy. Drink a lot of orange juice and a lot of water. You'll be fine. Man, yeah. let me tell you. This is why I pledge to play pure. This is why we got to get kids. Let me see. Myself, Eric Brash, Lisa Nip, Chad Nip. Um, this is why, not even just in emergencies of the domestic violence and stuff like that, or what kids see and how they see sports today, but the punishment that happens in these sports and the consequences that doesn't happen. And you may see a consequence. You say, oh, well, he got fired. Look at the idiot running back down in Dallas. He has a 400 and something thousand dollar contract a year. And he goes into Dillard's, one of my favorite stores, and steals some underwear and cologne. I don't know the entire story about it, but you are not that impatient to wait in line and say, well, I don't have time to wait. I already bought something, if this is the case, I'm saying. I already bought something. I'm not waiting in this line. I'm going to take it and run. and Not run, but I'm going to take it and get out of here. So when you got a contract like that and you, t- and you tend to do what you did as far as stealing some underwear, polo underwear, and some... Gucci, Cologne, then that's that's a problem with you. That's the uh, yeah. Winona Ryder type stuff. You have the means, and I'm not one to get in somebody's pocket or know their lifestyle. But then you take, you take, you might be a klepto. Well, he want us to get in his pockets because the oh, decision he made. He want us to like know twenty nine thousand like, dollars fine by, yeah. the, by the Dallas Cowboys. The NFL haven't even stepped in yet. That's way more. That's a year. Oh, some that's, underwear? that's some years worth of polo underwear, and man, he was really trying to impress somebody. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't understand it. Um, he must got a new girlfriend because he got he got underwear <laughs> and cologne. 
Gucci. <laughs> don't try to Gucci. Yeah. Man. Well, oh. no. Look at uh, Rex Chapman. He used to play for the Oh, stuff. yeah. And Rex, all too. up with the Apple for, uh, iPhone. I hate to see all the great. I mean, guys, we look, we saw that we seen, we thought, oh, these guys would be okay. Uh, and then, and with, to Doug comment, Rex Chapman was one of those guys. It just He was just in the news uh, recently. That's crazy. But again, this is why you try to get kids right now. You cannot talk about the problem today if you don't fix it, or tomorrow if you don't fix it today. Uh, you got to get these kids to pledge, uh, pledge, pure, play pure. Um, Diamondbacks. And, and, and saying all that to say this, Mark Grace is the assistant hitting coach for the Arizona Diamondbacks. How many times, where, where's the punishment in this? And I'm a Mark Grace fan. There's nobody for 10 years that hit more balls than Mark Grace. But where's the punishment for all the DUIs? We punish people according to who they are, where they are, where they're from. And I, and I don't like that. I'm a fair person, so that's why this kind of kind of hit me, hit a nerve. And I've done all Mark Grace tournament. Maybe I won't do them more after this uh, because I'm about to do some blasting right now. But the Diamondbacks named Mark Grace assistant hitting coach. This guy's have DUI after DUI. He's been he, – he, he has the job he wants. He's still in the profession that he played at a high level. Not only had DUIs in Arizona, but in Chicago when he was with the uh, Cubs. But he continued to get rewarded. And I understand you, you commit a crime or incident, you pay for it, you go do your time or whatever you do, or you go, do your, you go to the golf course and golf, and then you can come back because you, you, you serve your, you serve your pur- you, not purpose, but you do the time and you serve your commitment to that crime. Yeah. But come on, man. How many times? I mean, he's, he's been arrested twice with DUI, fired, in, fired two years ago, August 2012. Spent 13 seasons in his career, Chicago and the Diamondbacks. <coughs> this is crazy. He played three years here. Uh, 2001. He was a part of the World Series, 2001-2003. After spending, so he's, he played 16 years. Mm. Now he's assistant hitting coach. But Mark McGuire is also assistant hitting coach. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Mark McGuire, I know Barry Bonds is also Brooklyn involved. In the office. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a game of baseball because I know any other sports. I mean, Ron Artest ain't getting the office job anytime soon or no shooting coach not? or no defensive coach. Can he change? Dennis Rodman phone ain't rang since he retired. Dennis, he's a he's a he's a he's a national speaker. Though. I mean, he's a uh, he's an ambassador for the United States now, or China, or somebody, yeah. one of those, which is. But funny. he's still not doing anything with basketball, keeping it in the sport. So, so we're talking about Mark Grace getting. You say rewarded by getting hired on as a the hitting coach, correct? Yes. Okay, for the D, and he's got the DUIs, correct? Correct. So to put it, it's kind of a a little bit of a retrospect. Let's just take an average Joe that works at ABC Construction, gets uh-huh. a DUI. Right. He goes, has his kind of, you know, the jail, the tents, whatever, pays all the fines, and he continues working. What's the difference between him getting promoted to, say, a manager spot or anything like that compared to Mark Grace getting hired off? The difference is because nobody's going to know about that. Nobody's going to know about this guy at ABC Construction. But Mark Grace is a public figure, a national figure in a major league market. So nobody's going to know about that AFC guy, ABC guy because he's going to pay his fine. He's going to cost him an arm and a leg to, depending on what class action it is. But this guy, Mark Grace, has done it on not just here. So my thing is I, don't say, I, I, I can 
I can forgive and, and, and watch you come back to your senses and then say, okay, he's changed, he's served his punishment. Mm-hmm. But three and four times, are you telling me you're going to do what you want or you don't care because somebody's always going to get you out of trouble? I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to a guy's getting in trouble, but I just don't want it to be looked at differently across the board. That's well, the, and, and I think, especially when we're talking about DUIs, compared to maybe something other like, you know, the Rex Chapman and stuff like that. But the DUI, and don't get me wrong, I mean, you know my stance on, on, on DUI and everything else, but maybe we need to also look at, is there, he's committing this DUI two, three, four times. Is there something else that we're missing that he needs help on? That's what I'm saying. Go ahead. You know, and should we punish him? Yes, I understand he's a public figure, but how many DUIs go on worldwide that we don't even know about because... Like we said, they're not a public figure. They're not in that sports world or anything else. Hundreds and of thousands the, of them. Hundreds of thousands of them go on without yeah, us even knowing them. Several. I, I tell you this, and I'm look. I'm not the. I'm not the end all be all to this uh, conversation or to this or how he should be punished. But because I've had I've had some drinks in me and drove home. Idiotic as that is, I still did it. But most athletes think they're above the law. I've never thought I was above the law. I, I've, I used to go out when I first came to Arizona and never go in the club. I used to sit outside and talk to the police officer. That's why I still today I'm cool with some officers around the valley because they remember that I would drive somewhere downtown, say to go out, and never walk in the club because it was just probably maybe it was more so just to get out the house. But when you look at when you got these kids watching these major league sports and this is their dream, and then they got to write goals to match their dreams. But then, I, but then you can say, well, I can get in trouble and do this. And maybe I'm, I'm going to get drafted out of high school if I play baseball. Well, if I get in trouble, somebody has to get me out of trouble. I can still go to the major leagues. Mm-hmm. But there has to be some consequences to it. And I'm not, I, like I said, I'm a Mark Grace fan. This is not about Mark Grace. This is more about the subject itself than Mark Grace and the Diamondbacks. So how, when are we going to make it a, a, a premium that um, – you cannot do these things, and maybe you're just messing up the brand of the of the Diamondbacks or the brand of the MLB. Maybe you're messing up the brand of the of a professional football team or in the National Football League. Maybe it's it's more so that. But at some point, to Doug, what you were saying, when are we going to get Mark Grace some help? You can put him in and out of these clinics, but then what's going to happen after that? It does, is there is there a last chance or a last straw? Yeah. You see it. You see it more than you see it. General, over, I mean, the period we've all been alive, we've always seen it. Any top celebrity, whether it's sports, whether it's movies, actresses, you always see them getting a different type of sense than you would typically see John Doe get because of who they are. Right. I mean, Lindsay Lohan. Look at examples of that, and anybody, any celebrity you can think of off the top of your hand that's done anything. Um. You know, I think the NFL starting to kind of step up a little bit with all the the uh, domestic violence that's popped up, you know, like weeds right now. But um, I mean, look at Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and and he's um, and I don't agree what he did. Although he, I don't agree how he did it, but he's still getting paid from um, sitting out. You look at you look yeah. at these guys. Where, there's no punishment. We, there was an idiot at ASU playing in the league right now. It was a linebacker. People can taunt him all he wants to. He will lose his mind. He had, he had no, he didn't have enough sense to say they're trying to bait me into something. You remember who he was, Doug? The linebacker um, 
talking about Vontez. Uh, Vontez, yep. Vontez. He just got a. He just got a. And he was again. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Greg Olson was trying to. He should have been a first rounder. Oh uh, yeah, Vontez. Buffett. He should have been a first yeah. rounder, but he could not well, think. And he just did got you a hear contract. What Greg Olson was saying about that last game that uh, Vontez was trying to. Uh, Twist the ankles from yeah. uh, him and Cam Newton. Yeah, he was. He was. You it, could, it, that it was, was obvious. Yeah, that was visible. It was very obvious. I mean, like, that's why he got fined twenty five k for it. He would have should have got five fifty. Should have got on two instances. Should have got two games. Yep, true, true. See, that's well, that's my point right got there. Some games, you know. Now he still gets to go out there Sunday. Who goes out to anything, anything? And though you can test to this because you're in a professional uh, business um, atmosphere. Yeah, I've never went out and said I'm gonna end this guy's career. Though you ain't no. never, you ain't never been out. Yo, when you go out, I, I, I would imagine that you, you protecting and serving, and not to find. Look, you don't look for stuff. It just, you get a call and you got to go find out what the issue is. Mm-hmm. There's nobody well, who leaves their house well, and say. And even, I mean, we we can take it back in the sports. I mean, even from the college level and above. I mean, you go out there. We're, we're competitors. That's why we're out there on the field. That's why we're playing the game. Are, are we really trying to injure someone's career? No. Are there a couple people out there that play like that? Absolutely. Of course. You know, but look at the dog piles. You know, if someone goes on the ground, we're in there. How many How many guys are clawing and poking eyes out and, and all that stuff just in that in that dog pile alone? Yeah, I can tell you we had some games against um, uh, Marcus Allen when he went to the Chiefs and the OJ thing was coming on. And, you know, you're supposed to be OJ's boy. We get him underneath that pal. There's some crazy things happen. There's some crazy things. But nobody said, I'm going to end this guy's career. It no. was, come on, man. It's just crazy. Like Vontaze should have been a first rounder. How you lose your mind? That's what I'm saying about there has to be some severe consequences so these guys know. And, and from, from, me, from where I'm coming from, Football was a dream. There was no goal of mine to play football. It was a dream to play football. So when I got closer to it, I started setting goals to reach it. And these kids don't understand that. They just think they're going to wait, especially the kids from where I'm from. If they say they're going to play professional football, they're going to play it. But nobody's going to teach them any life skills situation. They're going to have a playbook for the sport, but they won't have one for life. And that's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why I get into the things I get into a la play pure. So I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, that's me on a, a rant, and that's me on because every all of us have kids, so we want to see our kids. Let's just say they decide to play sports. We want the same consequences for them. But if you raise them at home and teach them the, the rights and wrongs, again, the hard part is deciding which wrong is more right. Choices. Yeah, but here's part of that: is a lot of these parents nowadays are too soft on. And a perfect example, I know you've probably seen it. You probably talked to. Well, look at the Joyner incident. Yeah. On, that, on uh, that little huddle that he did, and the dad comes up and, and complains because he started raising his voice to the kids. That's, sorry, but that's life in football. That it is. That yeah. is. But that that was a parent, and I, I know I know the incident. But that's a parent <laughs> who was vindictive. Who who was he was his son was on himself, Joyner's team. But he didn't like the way Seth coached. But that was one guy out of 32 kids. All the other parents love Seth Jordan to death. I know for this one fact. But that was one kid. And Seth Jordan, the kid, was in the middle of all that. Man, unfortunately, we got to get out of here. We, just, we got 30 seconds. We got 20 seconds. Yeah. Now, Doug Bremer, I appreciate, uh, appreciate you calling in with the ASU issue. We're going to do some research on that. Demery is. And we're going to come back and find out what was going on with that. Um, man, get well, man, and, and have a safe trip. Make sure I get Oh, definitely, man. I'll get, I'll get with you here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, kids, 
Choices, decisions, <laughs> consequences. Demery? Yeah, we out. Uh, Deputy Dog, till next time. <laughs> we out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.